Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. Army officers say the missile, found sometime last week, has been inspected at Roswell, New Mexico, and sent to Wright Field, Ohio, for further inspection. Late this afternoon, a bulletin from New Mexico suggested that the widely publicized mystery of the flying saucers may soon be solved. Army Air Force officers reported that one of the strange discs had been found and inspected sometime last week. Our correspondents in Los Angeles and Chicago have been in contact with Army officials endeavoring to obtain all possible late information. Joe Wilson reports to us now from Chicago. The Army may be getting to the bottom of all this talk about the so-called flying saucers. As a matter of fact, the 509th Atomic Bomb Group headquarters at Roswell, New Mexico, reports that it has received one of the discs which landed on a ranch outside Roswell. The disc landed at a ranch at Corona, New Mexico, and the rancher turned it over to the Air Force. Rancher W.W. Brizel was the man who discovered the saucer. Colonel William Blanchard of the Roswell Air Base refuses to give details of what the flying disc looks like. In Fort Worth, Texas, where the object was first sent, Brigadier General Roger Ramey says that it is being shipped by air to the AAF Research Center at Wright Field, Ohio. A few moments ago, I talked to officials at Wright Field, and they declared that they expect the so-called flying saucer to be delivered there, but that it hasn't arrived as yet. In the meantime, General Ramey describes the object as being of flimsy construction, almost like a box type. He says that it was so battered that he was unable to determine whether it had a disc form, and he does not indicate its size. Ramey says that so far as can be determined, no one saw the object in the air, and he describes it as being made of some sort of tinfoil. Other Army officials say that further information indicates that the object had a diameter of about 20 to 25 feet, and that nothing in the apparent construction indicated any capacity for speed, and that there was no evidence of a power plant. The disc also appeared too flimsy to carry a man. So after a barrage of crazy uh, Skype issues behind the scenes that we still don't understand. I understand. It's crap. Well, it's it's showing that I have two accounts, which I have not created another account. So one account, um, you can interact with me. We can talk to each other, but we can't send links to one another. And then there's another Skype account of me that we can. That's the one that we're on right now where we can send links back and forth to one another. And I don't know yep. what the hell the deal is. We both rebooted our systems. We both did everything we had to do, and we still can't figure out what the hell is going on. So anyways, um, moving on. Um, I see that you have survived Civil War II thus far, and things are going good on your part of the country. Sure. Yeah? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Alex Jones can eat a dick. Well, from what I – I didn't read the article, but from what I understand, he posted that the uh, the liberals were supposed to start the Second World War on Ju- on the 4th of July. Is of that what it was? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know. Everybody's been posting their – There are a bunch of our senators over in Russia for that day. Posting – Yeah. Throwing that out there. Um, posting articles about like Civil War II war letters and stuff like that. I think I posted something like – I just remember – if anybody finds my dead body that I died defending taco trucks on every corner or something along those lines. Yeah, I dude, I saw all kinds of ones uh, hanging out at the Sonic. Like, really, dude? Yeah. There was one. Uh, what did I post? Something like uh, we uh, battling in front of Hobby Lobby. We've lost Hobby Lobby, but we keep losing soldiers to free. I don't remember what it was. I, don't, I, I was just grabbing different parts of things everywhere and throwing them up on Facebook. And it was funny. But uh, moving on. Today is July 8th, which is the anniversary 
of the Roswell incident uh, that I'm not sure if it's it's the anniversary of when that radio message that I ran at the beginning of the show occurred about uh, and that was also reported in the Roswell Daily Record about RAFF captures flying saucer on ranch at Roswell region. And that was that had been like apparently that had happened. I'm sorry for the people that do know the Roswell history. I'm pulling this off the top of my head right now. But if I'm right, the Roswell crash happened a few days or a little bit before that radio message went across. So they were already in possession of the alleged materials for whatever the hell you want to call it before that radio message ran. And then uh, a few days later, they retracted it and said it was a weather balloon. And that was the story for years and years and years. And then a few years ago, they went back and retracted that and posted another story about how it was a balloon that was carrying bodies or they were carrying dummies and they were doing high pressure testing or something like that. And that when the people found the wreckage where they didn't find alien bodies, what they actually found were the dummies wearing prototype spacesuits or something along those lines. So high altitude dummies. Yeah. Um, so we've never discussed Roswell because it was one of those things that was like, well, it's been talked about to death. But but what is your opinion of what you think may have actually happened? Do you think there's any legitimacy to this or do you think something weird actually did happen in some way? Mm-hmm. That's very vague in general. <laughs> I, I, I know you don't care, but it's not know. that I don't care. It's just at this point, does it really matter? Exactly. Exactly. I think I think something did happen out there. Something weird, um, whether or not it was actually a government experiment that they're still trying to cover up with more bullshit stories on top of stories that have already been put out there or if it legitimately was some kind of a spacecraft crash. Um, I don't think we're ever going to know, but I'm not buying the stories as presented. You know, My it's because the story's been talking? the story that keeps coming out from the government has changed several times at this point. Plus, at the time that that radio announcement was made, they didn't retract it till a little bit later. So it, that story had gone out there for a while and it had been circulating for a while before the government came back and said, "No, no, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong." Hmm. You know, I don't know. The whole thing was weird, and at this point, nothing new is ever going to be found. Um, if you try to go there, you're not going to find anything because it's been scrubbed clean, A, by UFO investigators, and B, I'm sure the military came through there and probably scrubbed scrubbed it very clean. Um, I would say yes. Big thanks to Eric Wojo for putting me in touch with all this. But I remember when me and Eric Wojo went to that spiritualistic craft show, there was a guy there that had these really cool rocks, and he had made these little craft-like UFO crashes into these rocks and stuff. And the guy was like, yeah, those rocks are actually from Roswell, New Mexico. I actually went there and got the rocks, and I crafted them, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, nah, these are just red rocks that you could have gotten from anywhere, (laughs) you know, and just put put whatever on, and you're telling people. Because this was also the same guy that said that the Roswell, Roswell crash actually did happen, and that we were making demons, that we made de- uh, deals with demons or something demons, along those lines. Yeah, something along those lines. So No one's going to know what that reference is. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm going to move along real quickly here. This is a, a letter. So that soon. I, yes. Well, there's not much more we can talk about other than it is the anniversary of that Roswell, that little Roswell piece of history happening. Yay. So... I know you're in a pissy mood, but just let's just make it through this. Yeah, I know the Skype thing was was a bit stressing. Ah, dude, that's over and done with. Fuck it. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> but which by the way, you've been this is like your first time back in over a month. Has it been a month? Yep. It's been a so month. So are things beginning to settle down at uh, Casa yeah, de Lobo? No. Are we going to be expecting more gaps in your appearances on um, the show and stuff? Maybe a little bit. Uh, the house goes on the market tomorrow. I mean, if you do, that's fine. I mean, I'm not you're going to be back here when you're, you're not back. Not to blossom here. me. 
<laughs> I, I yeah, thanks, Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> wow, that's okay. So I didn't know I put my said. house on the market on my knees. Oh God, you do smoke cigars though. I can't anymore. What? Yes. Why? Because my kids asked me in tears to stop smoking. Aww. Fuck those little jerks. Aww. I want a cigar. So anyways, your house is back on the market. The kids are, yeah. they're done with dance for the season yet or uh, no? Actually, summer dance starts Wednesday. Oh, man. No, it's oh, cool. Man. It's so, a month long and then they have a month off and then they go back in again. And then school starts. So you'll be here in and out because we've got the, we, uh, you've got to be here know. for the fast food show. I probably. You've got to be here for that. And Chuck's got to be here for that as well. So I don't know. We have to make that happen. And the, the fast food freak out uh, show for this year, the folder is overflowing. We've got way more links than we're going to need. And some of them may appear in this show. Kutch is supposed to come on for a spark episode. <sighs> Kutch is supposed to come on, period. But yes. his book is sold out on Amazon right now. So third party vendors are knocking the price up to like $36, $37 for a copy yep. of his book. I got mine. You got an actual physical hard copy, and I got yep. an advanced PDF copy, but I would rather have the hard copy. I was just mm -hmm. joking with him on Facebook today, but I'm like, there are worse problems to have than having a book that's sold out on Amazon. Mm, right. So, well, let me, um, so yeah, basically, you may or may not be popping in for shows at this, con at continuing along at this rate. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I should be pretty steady. It depends. Okay. I mean, if like I get a closing and, you know, I'm going to be Yeah, moving. yeah, 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 so, exactly. I mean, yeah. Do you have another house picked out ready to go? <laughs> no. <sighs> okay. That's the other problem. Okay. Well, the housing market has rebounded, apparently. Yeah, not so. out here. <laughs> not out here, motherfucker. Not Let's, out here. Um, let me get this skeptical Xenoarchaeologist article out of the way. This was sent. Uh, I, get, I get emails, um, like a newsletter from the skeptical Xenoarchaeologist, and the guy's name is Jason Calvert. Calavatio, C-O-L-A-V-I-T-O. If you're you out go. in that field and you know who this guy is, then yeah, I've, I've, I'm, if you're out there listening, dude, sorry, Jason, I, I can't pronounce your last name. Then again, reading English alone is a difficult task for me. Uh, so this came in uh, uh, late on Friday. This is news. Late on Friday, ancient aliens talking head Laura Eisenhower posted a copy of what she said was a verified letter from ancient alien star David Wilcock. Uh, I bet he will, to the management of Gaia TV, the New Age streaming service where he was working for the past six years. In the letter, Wilcock terminated contract, contract negotiations and asked to be let out of the current contract due to what he claimed was a culture of harassment and intimidation and efforts by Gaia to promote worship of Lucifer, which Wilcock found offensive and damaging to his brand of Christian occult as a Christian occult guru, Christian occult guru, I have willfully ignored an enormous amount of offensive, disrespectful, and abusive situations in order to do the job the last six years, primarily out of a sense of financial dependency, i.e., if I don't do the job, I don't have any money. He is said to have written. He has also lamented that he uh, was contractually forbidden from offering Conservative political commentary. Eisenhower quickly removed the letter from her Facebook page to avoid what she called dark energies emanating from the Gaia TV. And conspiracy believers began to, began to speculate that Gaia had been inf infiltrated by evil space aliens. And that's where it ends. What? Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's a <laughs> now do you understand why I wanted to read that on the air? Oof. It was just such a bizarre 
conglomeration of words in a small paragraph dealing with everything strange that I'm like, I have to read this on the air. I did send Jason an email saying that I'm going to read this on the air uh, as not snarky as possible. But when you have things like Christian occult guru um, infiltrated by evil space aliens and dark energies all in one paragraph, of course, I had to read it. Of course you did. Um, since I've read the last few things and I've been running the show thus far, why don't you take us to CBS 42? Police, a pair high on bath salts, fired guns at fireflies, mistaking them for alien lasers. Pew, pew. You just pew, pew. That's great. All right. Well, that now that we have that out of the way, this is coming out of Pennsylvania. So, mm-hmm. Clinton County, Pennsylvania, suspect... Suspected bath salts, green lasers, and fireflies. State police say they're all part of this story that put two people in jail. Troopers say 30-year-old Jesse Shields and 23-year-old Catherine McCloskey were high on suspected bath salts during a bizarre chain of events early Saturday morning. According to investigators, the pair from Clinton County had a bad trip, you in think? Quotes, <laughs> maybe a little bit, and thought that fire, fireflies were green lasers coming from aliens. And that can get you really high. We're after them. All right, I got to interrupt really, you here. Really so, high. Gwendolyn, I know you're out there. Next time you're out in the yard and you see what you saw last week, they're probably fireflies. So, chill. Go ahead. Dude, that's messed up. <laughs> that's messed up. That's messed up. <laughs> well, you saw the video she posted. I did you? see the video. There ain't yeah. no firefly, but all right. Yeah, whatever. Go ahead. Please see <laughs> Fired his revolver into the air to scare away the lasers and then ran to a nearby home on Long Run Road in Lamar Township, where he asked the homeowners to call the cops because something was chasing them. While the person was on the phone with 911, Shields allegedly broke a window before he left the home and then went to the next door neighbor's house and broke another window there. This guy just sounds like a dick. State police say the owner of the home was able to get the gun from Shields, who asked if he could take a shower to get the goo off his body because it was burning his skin. Shields and McCloskey are both facing a slew of charges, including burglary, criminal trespass, public intoxication, disorderly conduct. They were both unable to post bail and taken to the Clinton County prison. I can't imagine why they're unable to post bail. (laughs) Bat salt is cheap. So so the guy shows up, knocks on your door, says, call the cops. We're being chased by somebody. So, of course, the guy's high. You're going to call the cop 911. Uh, yeah, there's a guy here. He's being chased by aliens. Oh, and he broke my window. And he's gone. And he's covered, he bro- in, goo. And he's covered in goo. Whatever. Um, so, yeah, that happened. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess it did. Okay. So, we're going to move. Now, you already knew about the next one. And I've seen yeah. it floating around. And you think that you said there's actually some validity to this. Yeah. So, let me read it. Um, Fox News, of all places. Time Warp discovered outside Las Vegas paranormal investigator claims. Wait! We can't stop here. This is bad country. A self-proclaimed paranormal researcher, always a good thing, claims to have discovered a time warp on the outskirts of Las Vegas, uh, which he says slows time down, Fox 5 News Las Vegas reports. The bizarre claim gives a whole new meaning to the notion of lost weekend in Las, lost weekend in Las Vegas. Okay. <laughs> the researcher Joshua Warren told the outlet that he had tested several areas between Las Vegas and Area 51, but only found a reading in an area north of Sin City between I-15 and Route 93. Now I have have to go there in October just to see this. There you go. The weird thing, the holy, the real holy grail here is that what we picked up with this brand new piece of technology, Warren said, 
Warren was referring to a DT meter, differential time rate meter, a device that has a 100-foot cable with a sensor on one end, according to the mysteriousuniverse.org. Hey, how about that? The device sends a signal down the length of the cable and measures the time it takes to reach the other end. So it should be moving at the speed of light then. Mm -hmm. Uh, The signal is always supposed to travel at the same rate at the same time in a particular place. The only way that could change is if a black hole approached the Earth or something like that, which is never supposed to happen or else we wouldn't be here. Uh, Warren said, at this spot on June 18th of 2018, I actually measured for the first time and the only time, time itself slowing down for 20 microseconds. 20 microseconds. Dude, when (laughs) time is a constant, that's big. Uh, He added that uh, that should not happen, at least according to the laws of physics. Uh, That shouldn't happen unless there is some kind of unknown technology being tested nearby nearby that would influence the environment. Or there are naturally places around the planet Earth that actually sort of flicker once in a while that warp a little bit, Warren said. An engineer by the name of Ron Heath, yeah, Ron Heath, I almost said health, Mm. created the DT meter according to Warren. Warren said it that it was interesting and that time anomaly was recorded in, the, in this area as it's a popular UFO hotspot. He added his research is far from over. The big question at this point is whether or not he, uh, whether or not we have these anomalies, but what's causing them. It is something natural that gives us window, a gateway into another world or another level of reality. 20 microseconds isn't a lot to work with. Uh, or is this a byproduct of some kind of weird technology, be it something secret or man-made or something that's extraterrestrial, Warren said. We don't know, therefore aliens. And I got yeah, that that's from the Mysterious part that me. as well. That, that it actually is happening? Or, no, that immediately go to the realm of the unknown. Woo! Well, I you've mean, got that. Other, is, is it in New Mexico or Mexico where you've got that 20 mile or that stretch of land where radio signals can't penetrate? Mm. We covered it a long time ago where they were, they'd fire, they'd test rockets, they'd fire test rockets through and they would lose contact with them and no radio signals go in or out of it. And it's an area, I believe it's either Mexico or New Mexico, and they don't know what causes it. It's just a, like a, a radio dead zone where signals don't permeate this area. Which we probably shouldn't have brought up because we don't know what the hell we're talking about no. at this point to actually talk about it. But we didn't no. know about it. Actually, I might Google it and check it out here. All right. So let's move on. This is – you need to do this. You've got to do it. you got to do it. Come on. Frag Hero. Russian guy murders his friend over an argument about which graphics card is better, N- NVIDIA or AMD. Before oh we get God. into this, which graphics card is better in your opinion, NVIDIA or AMD? NVIDIA. You're like, a video, of course. That's, it's, I've always had the best luck with NVIDIA, but I mean, whatever. I'm currently on one that has an AMD card in it, so I, mean, I guess whatever. I could try to read it in a Russian accent if you won't, but I think it'd be much better if you did. <sighs> Come on. You got to do this dance because we had a guy. What looks like rarest case of rare. Two Russian friends started arguing over graphics processors better. NVIDIA or AMD? And one of them ended up being killed in most gruesome manner. It's good? It's, it's good. It's very good. Alexander Trovomov, 37, from hometown, hacked his friend to death with knife, probably sharp, after hitting him twice in head, most likely with hammer. His friend, Engvain Linyan, died instantly as a result, thinking it probably lasted longer than instantly. The murderer was so often as the victim. He stabbed his dead body 11 times after a while. After a while, why did he not do it right away? The incident took place in quiet town of Saransk, 
Russia. The friends used to work together as colleagues a few years ago. Not friends anymore. And well, kept in touch ever since. Comrade, friend. Alexander invited his friend over for a few drinks and both them got drunk. Of course, like you do in Russia. This led to discussion over which cooler of GPU is better. NVIDIA or AMD? Discussion took soon took on turn for the worst and Alexander <laughs> ended up murdering his friend and claiming that AMD is better. Although the incident took place over in a year ago, Alexander got convicted and sentenced only recently because things are slow there. He was handed a nine and a half year prison sentence for the crime. Seems a little lax, but you know. The sentence seems to be low for the gruesome crime. However, the guy clearly was some mental issues. Maybe. Although he was drunk. Mm. For murdering someone over argument about graphics card is better. I don't know. Seems right. Hey, uh, I'm Alex. And I'm John. And we host a show called John and Alex Hate Stuff. We named the show because he's John and I'm Alex and we hate stuff. That stuff? Movies. Yeah, movies. So if you want to hear two people kind of make fun of movies and actually more often than not end up liking them, listen to John and Alex Hate Stuff available on iTunes and Stitcher and all that stuff. So yeah, we talk about all sorts of weird shit. Like we did the first Batman movie, Fifth Element. Southland Tales, Mother, The Royal Tenenbaums. The sequel to The Royal Tenenbaums, Suicide Squad. The sequel to Suicide Squad, Speed Racer. And the sequel to Speed Racer, Boss Baby. You'll have to listen to find out what the hell we're talking about. And if any of that is true. So, yeah, listen to John and Alex Hate Stuff. Alex over two X's. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and everywhere else that podcasts are found. Check it out. Have you been bludgeoned to death with Ted Bundy stories? Are you choking on too many Hillside Strangler podcast episodes? As awesome as those are, cleanse your palate and add something new to your true crime diet. Why not try some Dark Poutine, a podcast from north of the 49th Parallel? We cover Canadian crimes and dark histories. Some of the stories you may know nothing about, but they beg to be told. And, with Canada being the biggest, small country on the planet, we even have personal connections to some of the crimes and history we chat about. Join two real live Canadians every week as we serve up another helping of dark poutine. We are substantially creepy, sometimes meaty, always cheesy, but very rarely sorry. So come on up north and fill your ears with some dark poutine. Want to get in contact with the show or listen to back episodes? It's easy. Go to www.projectarchivist.com. On the right side of the page, you'll find links to our archives, as well as links on how to get onto our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. If you want to leave a voicemail for us, it's 734-681-0459. Yes, we do listen to all of them. Or if you want to talk to Lobo directly, you can call 203-212-9975. Yes, that will in fact put you in touch with his cell phone. If he's available, he will take your call and talk to you. If you're just looking to send us an email, you can do that at projectarchivist at gmail.com. Don't forget to look for us on iTunes under the podcast section, or you can stream us right to your phone with the Stitcher Android app for free. All right, so we're going to move to a website called 8shit. That's exact eight. The number eight. Yeah. The word shit dot net. Of course. And, because, uh, you know, it's been a while since we've done a Florida man story. Um, Stained. And um, so I'm going to go back to the old uh, exhibit meme from a long <laughs> time ago. So all of you Internet old school G's out there will get this one. 
It's going to start off with, yo, dog, we heard you like microwaves. So we put a microwave in a microwave so you can microwave while you're microwaving. Take it away. A Florida man has had one of the most epic deaths we've ever written about. 26-year-old Bill Davis died yesterday after attempting to microwave a microwave. He was in a video call with his friend, and since they were bored, they dared him to microwave a smaller microwave, and he did it. And the, the kitchen in this picture... Destroyed. Looks like, yeah, it looks like a nuclear bomb went off in here. I mean, it's... it's. I'm, I don't know what to say. Like, that that's a tremendous amount of damage. Yeah, How dude, bad did this microwave I explode? I don't know, man, but look at the mess. There must have been a fire, and they it's put it out. It's a small kitchen, too. Yeah. <laughs> you think? I had to have. <laughs> That's probably what did the damage was the fire, but go ahead. I didn't think he was going to do it. He is, or was, one of our craziest friends who would do anything just to make us laugh, said Michael, who was in the video call. He had a big and a small microwave at home, said Vanessa, one of Davis's friends. He put one of the other and plugged it into the big one, and then it started, she concluded. He turned it on for four minutes, 20 seconds. 420! We all laughed at that moment, said Diego. That's a name, huh? I don't even know if this article's real. Who I knows? question the validity of this. But we stopped laughing when we, when he heard the explosion and the video call stopped. Dude, how do you... I hope it's not real. He did it to... Oh, after hearing the explosion, they called the police and found that Davis was dead and his chicken was burned. Okay, now I'm very, very much questioning the validity of this did story. Did it make us laugh? He, he will never. We will never forget about him," said Vanessa in tears. Please Why don't you, try this at home. You know what? I'm going to check this right now. I'm going to check this right now. I'm definitely going to follow up on this. Man, micro waves. Why is it man microwaves baby is the first thing that pops up? Not because cool. It's America. Uh, oh, you know what? Don't eat, don't. Okay, it doesn't get normal until you hit man microwaves Nutella, and that's like one, two, three, four, four links down. So do not go into Google. Have you and ever type watched in, someone microwave Nutella? What's it do? It sparks. It catches fire. Really? Why does Nutella spark and catch fire? I don't know. Wave. Okay, microwave. Uh, real. Let's see here if this is a real story. Fact check. Microwave workman, Snopes.com. It was a worker who stood too close to a microwave, cooked with rays. Nope, not that one. Microwave cooked nutrition. Nope, microwaves of, microwave is a murder weapon, a brief history. The maddening story of why microwaves were first marked, marketed only to men. Microwaves ovens. Is it safe for me to microwave my condoms? The Proven Dangers <laughs> of Microwaves by Dr. Marcola. Man gets 25 years for my... No, we're not going to finish reading that one. I can't find if this is real or not. I suspect it is not real, which is might not. So, um, moving on. Uh, we're going to move to my part of town since we've been talking about <clears throat> Florida and how bad it is. This one is not too far away from me. It's actually pretty close to a couple of our listeners. I believe it's close to Denny. No, this does not mean you can post an article with 38 <laughs> Special singing Hold On Loosely in the background, Denny. Oh Could be close to Lisa. Uh, this is from WXYZ, Channel 7 News, another local station. Woman bites off part of man's ear at Macomb County Chinese Restaurant. Yes. That's messed up. <clears throat> oh, you're reading it? 
Mount Clemens, Michigan. A woman was arrested for allegedly biting off part of a man's ear during a fight with the man at the Macomb County Chinese restaurant on Thursday night. I actually have a story very similar to this. According to deputies, they were called to China One restaurant in Mount Clemens around 9.40 p.m. When they arrived, they found a man with his ear partially bitten off and a woman with a large bump on her forehead. Deputies say 24-year-old Jade Anderson walked into the restaurant complaining about her order. She was complaining to the owners who were also victims in the assault. Due to the language barrier, the victim's son translated when Anderson was saying to his parents, that's when Anderson allegedly pushed the son, threw her food onto the floor. She then started assaulting the female victim, and the male victim stepped in to protect his wife. That's when Anderson started assaulting the man. As she was pushed out of the store, she bit the man bit, <laughs> she bit the man on the ear, partially detaching it. A sign in the restaurant Friday afternoon said it was closed for some reasons. It's legitimately what the sign says. We are not open today because of some reasons. 62918. We are not open today because we are closed of some reasons. Um, I shouldn't be laughing at this. I really shouldn't. Police took her into custody and the man was taken to the hospital. Deputies also say Anderson left a small child at her home unsupervised. She was arraigned on charges of assault with intent to maim and assault. uh, Arraigned Mm. on charges of assault with intent to maim and assault. Okay. It sounds like it's written weird. She was given a $20,000. Cash surety bond and is scheduled to be in court on July 11th. Brief like story. A long time ago. Now, listeners of the show know that we've talked frequently about drug problems and things on your, which, by the way, congratulations on your sobriety of how many years now? 23 years clean. 23 years clean. As I usually make the joke, that's great. We should go out and get a drink and celebrate. <laughs> Moving on, um, which I can make that joke. We do cocaine you- here. We're adults. <laughs> Um, anyhow, my mom, being a big drinker, partier, and not doing well with those kinds of things, she was going out with this guy, and she got into a fight with him in our living room and got into an argument, and he was just trying to get away from her. So my mom, really, really drunk, drunk grabs on, rest in peace, mom, grabs onto the guy. He was wearing a leather vest, and he had a motorcycle outside. I don't remember what kind, but I remember being a little kid and watching this going, oh, man, this is not cool. Grabs the guy, pulls him in, and he's thinking, okay, she's going to kiss me. And my mom then latches onto his nose and bites his nose and just nice. about bites his nose off of his face. Nice. And he had to have surgery, like where your nose on the side where your nostrils are, the right and left side, the outer parts. Yep. He like she bit through those and into the cartilage. So he just had like these flaps on the side of his nose on both sides because she bit through almost all the way through his nose entirely. So Wow, dude, that's impressive. Yeah, and then she like like tried to like like pull it off, but he managed to weasel my mom, push my mom off of her and went outside and he didn't file charges on her, but I remember at the time hearing, like, my mom was all proud of it. She's like, yeah, I got mad at a guy and almost bit his nose off. And I'm like, that's not something you brag about, mom. No, dude, that's totally <laughs> something to brag about. That's super cheers, man. But I remember hearing that a, a human bite is actually worse than a dog bite for whatever reason. I'm not entirely sure why. I don't know what it has to do with the the... I don't know, germs or something in it. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was my mom. She was drunk. I don't feel any shame in telling the story. It was a long, long, long time ago. So um, now that we've talked about people biting each other's body parts off. Judas Priest. Um, let's take it over to the New York Times from way back in 1887, December 23rd, this old news article we found. Go ahead. Ghastly discovery. A drunkard who sold his dead body for whiskey. Newark, New York, December 22nd. There was a startling sensation in the little village of Victor, a few miles south of Newark this morning. Men were loading a freight car at the railroad station there when suddenly the head of a large cask 
which they were handling fell out, and the naked body of an old man was exposed. The man's head had been neatly cut away, and all that was left was the fringe of the white whiskers about the neck. The workmen were terribly startled, and the news of discovery spread fast. Everybody for 10 miles around hastened to the scene, you know, because there was no internet. The coroner did not arrive until four hours later. Then it was found. Yeah. Okay. Well, go ahead. Dude. Yeah. It's, I know. I know. Old times. Blah blah. But how star for you, entertainment? To hear like that a body comes rolling out of a cask. A cask. Hey, everybody, let's load up the wagon and go head over to Newark and see the dead body that was in. I don't know. Go ahead. Dude, think about it. Power times outage. No candles, yeah. and you can't get to your books. Yeah. How bored do you get? You go on Twitter. I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> then it was found that J.M. Marshall, a medical student of Manchester, had shipped the body to an assumed name in New York for use of in the dissecting room in the College of Physicians and Surgeons there. Marshall came to see the body and admitted that he had shipped it and expected payment for it. He found that the body was too large for the cask and cut the head, cut off the head for his personal use. What? The body <laughs> was that of a miserably poor old drunker named Stamper, who died on Tuesday and sold his body six months ago for whiskey. Marshall produced the man's head to, brew, to prove his statement, and the body was put back in the cask and forwarded to New York as directed. You made it through that pretty well, because this is a photocopy of the actual old article. Dude, it's kind of choppy. It's blurry as hell and, and is weird all over the place. Yeah. So so what? he sold his body for, he he. he Sold his body. He got drunk, died. So no, no, he no. sold. How does he this work? Sold his body for alcohol. Yeah. Whiskey. Yeah. He was it. hard up, no money, said, I'll give you my body when I die. Just give me the whiskey. And so when he, he died, died so. the guy came and collected. Okay. That's, that's Dude, odd. That's still messed up. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like you, you don't exactly know when you're going to kick the bucket unless he, he knew he was going to die by drinking it. Dude, he probably looked all haggard and ready to go. And the guy's, meh, I'll make out within the month. <laughs> I guess. It's still such a bizarre story, though. December 22nd. So that would have been in the wintertime. It would have been cold. I, when I first read it, I thought that he had preserved himself in a whiskey barrel. Oh, dude, we, just an empty whiskey barrel. <clears throat> Well, All right. not anymore. <laughs> so let's move on. Uh, we're going to go to mentalfloss.com. New contact lenses could let you shoot lasers from your eyes. Dude, pew, good. pew. <laughs> let him. Let, dude, that's this. We need this. That's two pew pews. Now three, pew, 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 pew. four in the same show. I keep wanting to go to sharks with freaking laser beams. If sharks you're, with freaking laser beams. If you ever wished you had Superman's ability to shoot lasers out of your eyeballs, you can thank science for helping make your dream more of a reality. Researchers at the University of St. Andrews in Scotland have developed an ultra-thin membrane that can be attached to the contact lenses, allowing lasers to be emitted, Newsweek reports. Their findings were published in the Journal of Natural Communications. Why would you put an article about shooting lasers out of your eye in natural communications? Anyways, Who knows? Um, the membrane is made uh, from an organic semiconducting polymer. I made it through that sentence. And the lasers emit eight. Nice. <laughs> lasers it emits are being billed as the world's smallest and lightest. It is also tested in a cow's eye, but researchers say they expect it to be safe for human use. You imagine so now, cows with lasers I in know, I was eyes? just thinking that. Can you imagine driving down the road at night and you look over a cow field and all the cows are just shooting lasers out of their eyes? 
This would also suck at going yeah. to the strip club. They would suck having these on, period, because wherever you look, like if you're checking a check out, you're going to be shooting lasers right to where you're looking on her. Well, you know. So it'd be like having laser pointers just permanently attached. Uh, let me see here. Uh, and now there's a whole, there's a thing about seals climbing into the water in the video. Do you have the video of seals climbing into the water? No? I that reminds me of a weird dream that I'm going to talk about at the end of the show that I had this Great. week. In no, ancient I got a Greece, petri dish with bacteria. Awesome. In ancient Greece, Plato believed that the visual perception is meditated by eye beams, beams actively sent out of the eyes to probe the environment. Uh, malt gathar, gather, malt gather, malt, sure. malt liquor. One of the malt three, liquor. one of the I'm three researchers sure who conducted the study is. said in the statement, Plato's emission theory has, of course, long been refuted, but superheroes with lasers in their eyes live on in popular culture and comic books. Our work represents a new milestone in laser development. I don't, I um, don't get it. I don't. Well, why? Why? I don't know. I mean, co- would not be cool to have lasers. I would love to, dude. You know, okay, we'll get back well, to this. What are you going to do with them? We're gonna get. We're gonna get what back to this. You're gonna do your I remember, PowerPoint display with your eyes. Okay, sure, but I'm gonna get back. We're gonna talk a little bit after this about a. I remember way back on the original Out There Radio Show with Raymond Wiley. There's a story that we're gonna talk about, and you will remember it. You will remember it when the membrane is illuminated by another laser. It's able to produce a unique digital bar- barcode. Fighting off villains is probably not the most practical application uh, with an ocular laser, but it could be used as a flexible and wearable security tag. Huh? According to researchers, 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 uh, this could prove useful in the fields of biophotonics, 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 folks, big words, and photomedicine. Did I say that word right? Yes, I did. And could even be like, yeah. <laughs> it could even be used to detect explosives. You can have eyes that detect explosives. Researchers sure, discovered that the material could be attached to paper money in order to authenticate the bills and prevent counterfeiting. It is also successfully tested in fingernails, meaning that you could be used to as in biometric fingerprint scanners. So you can get lasers in your fingernails. Yeah. It gets better. It could, now I could I could fulfill my dream of being Emperor Palpatine and shooting lightning bolts out of my hands at people. Oh, that's not lasers, though. Just go with me on this. God no. damn, you got to be a wet blanket. Meanwhile, some companies are God, continuing to son. shut up. We're continuing to work Don't in the development of smart contact lenses. New York-based company Ryanova is developing lenses that would in- include specific features, special features, not specific because my brain insert words. So there's none there. Features to help the visually impaired, like the ability to magnify signs or an issue a warning when they're in danger. So your eyes could issue a warning when they're in danger. Samsung and Google are also reportedly among the big companies racing to develop this technology and startup Magic Leap is working on lenses that blend digital displays with your normal vision. Like dreaming with your eyes open. That I could see. Well, you see not in Star in various sci-fi movies where let's be like the Terminator, where you would look at somebody and it would say, you know, weighs this much, has a boob size of this much, and a little digital readout would pop up in your field of vision. There's a movie Why do you on like the boob size because I'm a guy and I like boobs. You Hate can't tell the size just by looking, and you need a digital readout, dude. Hang it up. But it would accentuate it so much better. Anyways, um, moving back, there was um a long time ago, um, I think before we got started. There was this guy, they called him Iborg, and you're going to remember this, where the guy actually had, he lost his eye in an accident, and he had a uh, eyeball made that emitted a laser beam out of it. And he would wear that in his eye just to go around and screw with people. At the time, it was a big deal. People were like, blah, 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 blah. So Raymond had him on the show. 
and mm. on out there radio, and he was talking about how him and his buddies were out riding around on a motorcycle, and somebody cut them off, and they ended up stopping. The guy got out of his car to come up to him and start some problem with him. So the guy had his eyeball in the laser emitting eyeball, and the guy walked up and he hit the button. He could like hit the button on the eyeball and turn it on. So he pulled off his glasses. And the guy saw the uh, laser beam coming out of the eyeball, and the guy, I guess the guy was like, whoa, whoa, backed up and said, no, we're cool, there's no problem here, and walked away. Now, think of how cool that would be if you were involved in like, road rage incident, the guy gets out of his car to come up and start messing with you, and you get out and get all, like, robotish and pull your sunglasses off, or it's at night and you start having, a, 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 like, a laser beam come out of your eyeball, and when you, you just move like, it. Uh, the Predator, mu- or Predator, Terminator music in the background when you open yeah. the door. Yeah, you just open the car door and it starts playing. But think about that. If you're getting out of a car to approach somebody and somebody pulls off their glasses and there's a laser beam coming out, like scanning you. You know for a fact that some Yahoo would see that as a challenge. You probably would. guy in the eye. You probably would. You probably would. But I mean. shoot a guy in the eye? No, I mean, if you got out of a car and you were coming up on somebody to cause him some grief and the guy pulls off his glasses and he's got a light emitting eyeball. You, I'd you would, the motherfucker. You'd what? I'd kneecap the motherfucker. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You'd be like, yeah, let's go, dude. You know, because Come that's how me, bro. That's how you are. It would never be a thought of maybe I shouldn't mess with a guy that's probably a cyborg and could rip out my spine with his pinky. See, dude, here's the thing, though. They can only kill you once. I don't understand why everybody's so afraid of everything. Oh, my God. You can God. only die Here once. Here we go. I'm not going anywhere. I need to get the full mock-up. I need to have both eyes that shoot laser beams and all of my fingertips that shoot laser beams. And <laughs> yeah, if Chuck were here, he'd probably say he wants lasers horrible. to come out of his penis. But hey, love you, Chuck. Wow. <laughs> you know he would. Wow. <laughs> you know he would. Wow. All right. Listen, let's, let's move laser on. penis. Awesome. Because um, we have a, we have reached the end times. Uh, besides the fact that we are in the middle of Civil War II, we have everything going on politically. The signs are there, folks. And yet another sign of the end times has been revealed. So take us to where we're going. Uh, this is Channel 13. Read the article. You got to read the name of it. I know. This, is, this hurts. This is a hard I, article I, to read. I love Taco Bell, but... Taco, Taco wait a Bell minute. Voted. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're forgetting protocol. Taco, dot dot dot. No, okay. Sorry, Jesus. Best Mexican restaurant in America for 2018. Did you hear that, Logan? Taco, dot dot dot. Bell. Go ahead. That's painful. A newly conducted poll has named Taco Bell America's favorite Mexican restaurant of 2018. I love I love Taco Bell. It's not Mexican. It's it's the furthest thing from Mexican you'll ever have. Mm-hmm. According to the Harris poll, more than 77,000 people assessed more than 3,000 brands in the 2018 study. Taco Bell beat out Chipotle, which I can understand. That's You're still crap. not reading it right. The Taco Bell beat out Chipotle. Del Taco. You don't have to do it with Del Taco. Are you sure? Positive. Just Taco okay. Bell. Del Taco, Moe's Southwest Grill, Qdoba, and Baja Fresh. During the 30-minute poll, people 15 years of age and older were allowed to compromise compromise on three factors that include familiarity, quality, and purchase consideration. Another favorite, the award category for best chicken restaurant was awarded to Chick-fil-A. I'm going to start a war right now. Chick-fil-A sucks. Hold on. I'm going to click the link. Best brands of the year. 
Harris Poll. You know, there's a local podcast up here called The Drew and Mike Show. And anytime a Harris Poll comes out like this, they will go into the phone book, find people that are named Harris, and call them and ask them these questions. Oh, my God. So they actually poll people that are named Harris. I should Let's ask see on April tomorrow when I see her. Her last name's Harris. Uh, coffee shop, Krispy Kreme. Uh, coffee maker, no. coffee makers, computer manufacturer, Microsoft computers, uh, extended stay hotel, home to Sweets Hilton, footwear store, DSW, designer shoe wear. Uh, let's see here. DSW uh, doesn't have good prices. Yeah, let's see. Off price retailer, TJ Maxx stores, online bank, Barclays Online, uh, pay cable, pay cable TV network, HBO television network, uh, package delivery, UPS. There's not much to choose from in that category. Virtual personal assistant, Ty, Amazon, Alexa, and Apple Surrey. Uh, Wait a minute. Ben and Jerry's beat out Froyo, beat out any other ice cream one, Froyo shop? That was the one I was just about to read. I mean, I've been yeah. to Ben and Jerry's up north, and it's good, but I don't know, man. Blaze Pizza. Food I've, for the poor. <laughs> what? That's a category? No, international aid and nonprofit, food for the oh, poor. Oh, okay. I was going to say that, that I, was, I was like, there's Andura a- sucks. Uh, full service airline, Hawaiian Airlines was the one that won there. Greeting card, Hallmark greeting cards. Well, duh. Service, uh, BBC. Really? It's not showing anything in here for like Dude, restaurants. Dude, sucks. Rest- Retailer.com yeah. is where it's at. All right. We could spend all day on this, but we're not going to. Actually, we probably couldn't spend all day on it because we'd kill ourselves. We need to move on to the best internet theory that I have heard in a long, long time. This is going to be a lengthy one, so stick with us. We're going to go out into the fringes here of of conspiracy theory to one of the ones that is very far-reaching and very deep and could affect all of us if this is true. Um, I'm having a nice buildup here, but it comes from Ranker.com. And me and you are going to have to bounce back and forth on this one. I'll read the opening, and I'll start with number one. This is Theory. Guy Fieri. Guy, that's the guy from the – am I pronouncing it right, Fieri? Is that how yeah. it is? Okay. Guy Fieri, the guy from Smash Mouth, and the insane clown posse guy are the same person. Violent J. Violent J. Uh, let's see here. The pockets of Guy Fieri's cargo shorts contain a cacophony of secrets as a TV host slides across the USA searching for enigmatic paradises of Flavortown, USA. He leaves more than just a stick of TGI, just a slick of TGI Friday's kitchen grease in his wake. Concealed by his backwards glasses, Guy Fieri, Fieri, whatever the hell his name is pronounced as, Fieri, okay, harboring one of the Internet's most talked about secrets. What else could possibly be behind there? I remember watching the cooking show where he won before he became mm-hmm. big and famous. And many, many times when me and my wife have been on trips, I'm like, I'm going to go through diners, drive throughs and dives and see if there's any cool restaurants to eat in the areas that we are going. Yeah, we dude. did it with you, actually, when we came out to see you. We didn't mm. find anything. No. Um, it's undeniable. <laughs> I, I, we went to some really cool restaurants through this stuff. Uh, it's undeniable that Guy Fieri bears a striking resemblance to Steve Harlow, the goateed Twitter champion behind the band Smash Mouth. And the Fago Spring King of the Juggalos, Violent J. It turns out the trio, the whole eternity of Flavortown, may actually all be the same person, or at the very least, clones. The evidence supporting this theory is sprawling from the lonely nights spent browsing the TGI Fridays menu for bottomless apps. The curious fact that I do like going to TGI Friday for endless apps, which my gut obviously will show, that Harwell has found a professional success in the same wildly competitive fields as his brethren. The existence of the haze of paradox tips. Peroxide. 
you're I was gonna say I'm reading that wrong. Let's stick with paradox. Okay. A facial hair so bizarre it fits together like missing pieces of a puzzle. All glitters isn't gold. Guy Fieri, Steve Harlow, and Von Jair weirdly look exactly the same. Number one, it's obvious to, mo- to most of us, but Guy Fieri, Steve Harwell, and Violent J, I'm not going to read those three damn names the same time anymore, could easily be mis- mistaken for identical triplets. It's not just their jovial plumpness. That's what I'm going to use to defy myself. Jovial from now plumpness? On. That's yes. how you're going to describe I'm yourself? I'm not fat. I have jovial plumpness. Wow. Ah. Makes me sound like a ballpark wiener. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's up, ballpark? Or <laughs> we'll go with that too. And around their mouth, facial hair, it's their overall aesthetic. The trio share a strange pro- propensity for wearing short sleeve button up shirts. That's because they hide our fat well. Uh, um, <laughs> Emblazing with flames, clothing most commonly seen during the amateur night at the local bowling alley. There's nothing wrong with that. All wear bowling shirts. That's right. I do like bowling shirts. Maybe Mm. I should fit into this crowd. The perox, nope, the paradox hair, not peroxide, is spiked proudly as if uh, it, as if, but maternity. Why am I having problems? Modernity, not maternity. I can't say that word. I have a speech impairment that prevents me from saying modernity came crashing to a hall in the early 2000s, leaving the steaming pile of orange Cheeto dust in its wake. Their sunglasses are so poignantly out of style, they presumably only shop for eyewear at CVS. (laughs) It's safe to say their wardrobes are interchangeable, minus Violent J's makeup bags filled with face paint. Moving on to number two. You take it. Steve Harwell wrote a cookbook just like Guy Fieri. Dun, dun, dun. Steve Harwell is a gifted musician, though most people just think of him as the guy who scored an opening on of Shrek. Yeah, I remember that. He did sing that. Mm-hmm. Though Harwell is primarily known for Smash Mouth as Smash Mouth's front, mouth, front man. Wow. See? You, you, also, you, you it's too. It's story. You you keep also, I've noticed, wanting to go back into your Russian accent here I and do. there. It's not going to happen. He's also, it's, it's true, I am comrade. He's also a cookbook author. The only weird part is that his cookbook is basically a written incarnation of Guy Fieri's network hit Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Amazon describes the book as a unique fashion of delicious recipes and hilarious real-life road stories straight from the mouth. If you haven't seen Fieri's show, it's basically that. The cover with Harwell proudly thrown up the devil horns, devil horns in the hellscape of clip art flames is undoubtedly the stuff of Fury's most sensuous dreams and eerily similar to this photo from Eater. Well, okay. <laughs> the book even, <laughs> we're an audio Internet podcast, listeners, right? there is a photo there. Yay. But anyways. The book yes. even features guest recipes from the mayor of Flavortown himself. Ooh, okay. All right. So they, 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 they congeal a little bit. They are obsessed with macaroni and cheese. Well, who isn't? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Same people, same taste. Not only are these men undeniably fans of the early 2000s hairstyle, they also adore cheese. Who doesn't? Seemingly none of them are lactose intolerant. Wow, what a weird connection to make. Mm -hmm. A condition that affects roughly 65% of the population, making the odds pretty slim that one of these men wouldn't have the milk sensitivity if they were in fact different people. So how do we know they they love cheese? Well, Guy Fieri uh, is regularly seen on TV shoveling cheese into his face amongst many other things while moaning, Mm -hmm. winner, winner, chicken dinner, as as if he just discovered the sweeter nectar of chocolate. Craft singles. 
He also has a recipe called Mac Daddy Mac and Cheese. And there's a link that you can click on. But of course, you're in podcast your ears right now. So you can't click onto it. Right. You'll have to go there in your mind, implying that he is, in fact, the Mac Daddy. Uh, Violent J adores cheese. In a 2005 interview with AV Club, the rap rocker admitted that he hopes his last meal will be his mom's cheesy potatoes or, curiously, her cheesy noodles. Uh, my last meal would be my mom's cheesy potatoes. Hell yeah. My mom makes the best meal on the fucking planet. Spelled wow. F dash K I N G. Uh, or the cheesy noodles. Either one of them is good, but I'm going with the cheesy noodles, he said. After he said he wanted the potatoes. How strange. As to Steve Harwell, his love for cheese is slightly less public. He posted a tweet celebrating the National Burrito Day. And y'all know a burrito isn't uh, fame complete without melty pepper jack reddit users also remember a craft macaroni and cheese commercial which used smash mouse fame song all-star i swear to god if i have to hear that song i'm gonna stab my Amen. ears out it's worse than 38 special but it's been mysteriously wiped from the web nonetheless fans still regularly sing a version of the song that goes somebody once told me the world is macaroni <laughs> that's awesome somebody <laughs> once, once told me the world is macaroni it's awesome <laughs> Uh, these three men are seemingly connected not only through their facial hair, but through the macaroni and cheese. Number four, take it. Guy Fieri has never verifiably been in the same room as Violent J. So Steve Harwell <laughs> and Guy Fieri have actually been spotted in the same room. Ah, oh, dude, that ruins it, which doesn't prove they're not clones. Oh, okay. They've actually been spotted together multiple times, most notably when someone on the internet dared Harwell to eat a large amount of eggs for charity, which Guy Fieri cooked right in front of him. And the time Harwell popped in on an episode of Diver, Divers, drive <laughs> Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, a pair vehemently denied the claims that they were the same person. Vehemently, but go ahead. <laughs> divers, Dine-Ins, and Dribs. Harwell himself alleged in a tweet that he has no idea whether or not Violent J is in fact the same person as his dear friend Guy Fieri. A quick Google search curiously shows no actual photos of Violent J and Guy Fieri in the same place at the same time. Uh, number five, Steve Harwell, also a rapper just like Violent J. Really? Wow. Steve Harwell seemingly uh, embodies all of the traits that make Guy Fieri and Violent J unique human beings. Harwell just didn't just author a cookbook, which suspiciously credits Fieri, which we've already stated. He uh, was also a rapper just like Violent J. No, not not at all like Violent no. J. <laughs> Before Harwell sure formed his money... Chicken hunting. Before Howard formed his moneymaker Smash Mouth, he was also a rap project called FOS. Uh, I was a rap. I was in a rap deal before Smash Smash Mouth. I can't read this wow. anymore. It's affecting my brain. And on Scotty Bros Records in 1994 or whatever, I was like, "Fuck it! I want to be a, a, in a pop rock band." I guess that worked out for you pretty well because now it's all you're going to be known for. Yep. Can you imagine your legacy being that stupid song? Hey, now you're a rock star, and that's all. That's. Can you imagine you your know? legacy being known that you love macaroni and cheese that much? I, I could live with that better than really. Having, I don't know. He probably made fat load of fat loads, fat amounts of cash. Wow. <laughs> I was going to say fat loads of cash off of wow. Smash Mouth, though. That's dope, yo. Uh, how could Harwell be skilled at all things like Guy Fieri and Violent J are notorious for? Obviously, they are inter this. They are either the same person or shame, share the same talented DNA. Uh, moving on to number six. Guy Fieri and Steve Harwell have inverse facial hair. Okay. It's almost like they're each other's missing link. 
you know Guy what? Fieri, it's not to cut you on. off, but the picture on the left looks suspiciously like Brent from Hysteria 50. Doesn't it though? Yeah. It sure indeed does. Go ahead. Anyways, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Should Guy Fieri and Steve Harwell ever intimately kiss, their beards would lock in place. In response to their sin, the pair would finally ascend to Flavortown, USA. The grease-soaked Eden that Fieri has been searching for all these years. And one Reddit user suggested perhaps Fieri and Harwell rub their beards together and evolve into Violent J, a juggalo whose music baffingly transcends our mortal confines of good taste. That's what it is. They're actually a superhero pair. They're like the Wonder Twins. Like they have to that Dude, when they it's join fusion. It's yeah, fusion. From, they join uh, together to form to form Violent J. Oh, dude, it's from Dragon Ball Z. It's fusion. It's two people that become one, but usually they're more powerful. Maybe it makes them more absurd. Well, Violent J actually is technically more power than, powerful than both of those two. Indeed. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Their birthdays are suspiciously close together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, I'll, I'll give this person credit. They put a they're, lot of thought into this. They're really stretching on I this. I still don't think it's as good as Leonard <laughs> Nimoy being alive and running the Illuminati as Lord Draco, but hey. Mm-hmm. Anyways. The trio of permatans and peroxide, sorry, paradoxed, were seemingly born in different areas of the country, but their birthdays are suspiciously close together. Steve Harwell was born under Capricorn Moon on January 9th, 1967. Just a year and a few days later, on January 22nd, 1968, the king of fast food, not the Burger King, or the other the other one, slid into Flavortown in a river of burger grease. His poor mother. That's, I'm now in visualizing. Uh, I, I'm Amniotic seeing, fluid flavored like burger grease? Yeah, I'm just watching him just shoot right out like a projectile. Uh. Uh, uh, the Fago-soaked Joseph Bruce, a.k.a. Violent J, came out swinging on April 28th of 1972. He's four years older. He four years for Ferrari's junior, but perhaps the clone spent those years learning the, fa- the face paint would allow him God. to publicly emerge from the shadows of Ohio without raising suspicion. He's not from Ohio. He's from Detroit. He's I from Delray. I don't know. Which is not far from me at all. What's left Unless of it. Unless he's not. <laughs> Unless he's not. Correct. So... The theory that seems to be taking shape here is that these three are all clones of one. They are different different stages of the cloning process. Different but equal. Different oh. but equal. That can that can merge together to form Violent J. And then you have the Voltron thing of I'll form the head, you know. Ugh. Anyways, moving on. Uh, number 8. Guy Fieri once called Steve Harwell his brother from another mother. That proves it. I mean <laughs> In an infamous episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, Guy Fieri refers to Steve Harwell as his brother from another mother. Breaking it down, there are only two ways this is technically possible. First, Harwell is Fieri's paternal half-brother. This is absolutely ridiculous, considering the stars were born from completely different sets of parents. Nothing about this has been ridiculous so far. Of course, dude. We're not suspending belief at this point. The other option is even more unlikely, but entirely possible. Both Steve Harwell and Guy Fieri are clones of Violent J., how could they be clones of Violent J? He's the younger of the three. A DNA sample was taken. <laughs> that's what you're questioning? Violent J, you know what? <laughs> of everything we've read, that's what you're questioning? Go ahead. <laughs> Violent J, when he was just a baby, and that DNA was used to create two human fetuses, which were implanted into two women who were struggling to get pregnant a year apart. This has not yet, this, this has not been verified, but one can speculate. Oh Number my nine. God. Number nine, TGI's Friday, TGI Fridays might as well be the holy trinity of Flavortown's place of worship. 
Um, considering the fact that Steve Harwell, Violent J, and Guy Fieri all view TGI Fridays as a holy place, and you've got yourself a full-blown conspiracy. I like how that's a link. You can actually click on full-blown conspiracy as a link. You should click on that and tell me where it takes you. Not doing that. I can't do it. I'm in the middle of reading oh, or attempting to read. In a case, uh, in a case of love at first sight, Violent J met his wife at TGA Fridays, where she worked as a hostess. Guy Fieri uh, is endorsed by TGA Fridays and even started in, starting a commercial. Though Steve Harwell isn't ever verifiably endorsed by the Church of Flavortown, the establishment plays his song roughly every 25 minutes. Have you ever been to a TGA Fridays that hasn't played All Star? You know, now that it mentions it, that is correct. Every it single. Is time i have been to tgi fridays they have played that stupid song and i always noted because i'm like i hate this song uh to th- to make things even more suspicious an online petition urging smash mouth to change their genre from pop rock to tgi fridays has been making the rounds online Curio- curiously the playlist mm. alleges they have been featured in various tgi fridays commercials though this remains unverified so perhaps the authors were merely acknowledging the fact that fiari and harwell are the same person are you still with us folks we're sorry if you are oh though God. the embody the ambient mood of the tgi fridays are effortlessly, effortlessly, effortless. Easy for you to say. <laughs> effortlessly. I can't say it. Jesus. I can't say effortlessly. That did. right there is a conundrum. Okay, casually, the Holy Trinity's TGI Friday's connection begs a very serious question. Why are these three megastars hanging out at a budget-friendly chain restaurant? Because they make good food? Go to number 10. I you know, my this God. is the I, last one I think, dude. Hopefully. I no, there's still another one. Oh my no, yeah, there is. Oh dude, my we're, God, we're in now, dude. There's no turning back. No, this is where people press. Go ahead. Well, I went to that thing, dude. Don't go there. Okay. Harwell tried to, dude. It's just a reiteration of what we're reading right now. I can't Except read this weird again. Pictures of like a Trinity and this is probably one of the worst of episodes we've ever done. Well. Steve Harwell tried to stage a meeting with his clone at Van's Warp Tour. Steve Harwell has long denied the entire Flavortown Juggalo charade, but it is entirely possible that he's not sure if he's a clone either. It's hard to it's a hard pit to swallow. Think Pill. about it. You if you were a clown, <laughs> dude, stop. How would you know and would you accept it? I wonder if they dream of electric sheep. Yeah, I was gonna Harwell, say, are they replicants? <laughs> Harwell is publicly starting to embrace the search for his long-lost DNA twin in a tweet from a fan who suggested both Smash Mouse and Insane Clown Posse play a Vans Warp Tour, Harwell seemed seemed all too keen. He replied, let's do it! With all the overzealous exclamation point emphasizing his desire to finally be reunited with his true biological match. Ah, they share a curious Ben Stiller connection. Okay, now we're really reaching. Not only are Steve Harwell, Violent J, Guy Fieri connected through trademark aesthetics, their love for TGI Fridays, and an unyielding passion for macaroni and cheese, but Harwell and Violent J also have a strange connection through Ben Stiller, who appears to be uh, in on the fact that they're all the same person. Stiller made a cameo in Smash Mouth's music video for All Star, where he played a guest at a family barbecue. A year after the video was uploaded to YouTube, St- Stiller hosted SNL, where he filmed a parody of Violent J's famous infomercial for Gathering of the Juggalos. Again, Stiller plays a very minor com- comical part. It feels almost as if he's looking at you from a point of omniscience. Omnis- omniscience. Omniscience. Oh well, okay. If I didn't, Omni Science. It's two words that you smash mouth together and you get that. 
So, like he's aware of a finger-licking truth, Viari, at least uh, in his grease-truck connoisseur incarnation, is only tangentially, tangentially, whatever, associated with... <laughs> I'm oh so God. sorry, people. We didn't pre-read this at oh. all. Uh, with uh, Stiller Stiller and Adam Sandler both starred in the... Whatever. And Sandler and Ferrari collaborated in Grown Ups 2-themed chili recipe. Oh Take God. us to number 12. This Why is beginning violent- to hurt. Oh, my God. Why are Violent J, Steve Harwell, and Guy Fieri always throwing things at people? Mm. Uh, few people exhibit the natural compulsion to chuck a random object at others. But for the brethren of bowling shirts, it is unyielding desire. I throw stuff at people. In 2010, you like bowling shirts too, don't you? I do. They're cool. I haven't worn so them in a long I, time. And I want to throw shit at people too. That's awesome. In 2010, Tila Tequila. I can't. Oh, this is great. Was famously assaulted by Juggalo's Violent J Music Festival, the Gathering of the Juggalos. The Juggalo weapon of choice? Throwing human feces at the MySpace star before trying to flip her trailer. Well, it wasn't <laughs> Jay doing the poop slinging. Violent Jay and his insane clown posse bandmate Shaggy's Too Dope are notorious for throwing Fago, a local Midwestern soda, at fans during their sets. Doesn't say pop, it says soda. Kiss by ass. They literally can't. That's for you, Lisa. They literally canceled a show because the venue refused to let them spray the soft drink all over. Steve Harwell is also one for throwing to throw things, primarily tantrums. But sometimes even his actual body. The same year Violent J threw a fit uh, for not being allowed to throw Fago into the crowd, Harwell ended up losing his temper when fans started flinging pieces of bread at him during a Colorado performance. What? I don't know. They wanted to make a fat sandwich. Harwell had to be restrained by his tour manager after hurling profanities and trying to throw himself off the stage into the crowd. Seeming Bad to idea. A lesson. <laughs> no. Because the crowd needs to be there to catch you, and if you jump and the crowd says no, and you're 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 smacking on the ground, right? I'm out. Later that year, Fiari made headlines for throwing an autographed lean cuisine into a crowd. People who autographs a lean cuisine, cuisine. (laughs) and then down below it says, "Does this convince you?" With an up and a down arrow. I'm going to click up. I'm convinced. Nah, dude, I'm I'm getting out of here before I'm. Twenty four people agree with me. Wow, that's great. Yeah. I wonder how many people don't agree. All right. All right. Oh, I have to do not agree. This is, this is, wow. This, this segment has ran 42 46 minutes people agree with me. <laughs> I win. All right. Last thing I want to do here, because this is hella important. I need to thank hella. all of our Patreons. Uh, James, Jonathan, Dar- uh, Darren, Darren Ludham, Daz, uh, Patrick, Duffy, Pamela, uh, Kevin, Lisa, <laughs> Rock Wizard. There's a guy named Rock Wizard who's a Patreon of ours. So, Rock Wizard, if you're out there, thank you. Um, quite a big Patreon. Uh, Edu, E-D-U. That, their name is E-D-U. I believe that's Edu. Uh, Logan, uh, Mary, Robert, Arnold, uh, Arif. We have a guy named Arif that's actually like a Patreon. And he's been around for a while. Sweet. Matthew, uh, Samantha, Gwendolyn, again. Hey, sweetie. Danny, uh... This is another guy that I can't pronounce his name. I'm so sorry. Uh, he's not. He's not sorry. Y e v g e n i y. If you're out there, dude, send me a thing an email, via email at projectarchivist at gmail.com of how to pronounce your name. Uh, William, Katie, Jason, Rosemary, James, Aaron. Uh, we know too many Aaron's. We know entirely too many damn Aaron's on this show. <laughs> we do. We know like four Aaron's. So anytime I say Aaron, I have to. Hey, specific- Aaron. 
<laughs> you done messed up. Uh, Chris, Allison, Glenn, uh, another Allison, Joe over at Ozone Nightmare. Thank you guys very much. I really, really appreciate it. I don't do enough for the patrons. I really do need to record some more stuff for you people. But thank you very much for helping us and funding us and keeping us going um, because we need to buy another version of Skype or do something because this blows balls. Mm. Anyways, um, that's everything I can think of to say right now. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's I, I'm, I'm burnt. I'm, my brain is cooked from, from reading that last article, which was far dumber than I thought it would be. I was supposed to remember something, and I can't right now. The next time I bring something up like that, you need to smash me. Like, smash mouth me. Yeah, we'll do I that. I need to smash mouth you. I'm going to throw soda at you. You need you need to stop me immediately. Okay. You know what? I know I had something else in here that I wanted to cover, but I can't remember what the hell it was. Is there an email? Or a- well, there's another one. There's a thing about a driver strips naked. There was another thing around here that happened in Detroit, but I don't remember if we covered it or not. Did we cover the one about the guy who stripped naked and caused a far, five, car, far, five car crash? I don't remember. Dude, I haven't been on here in like a month. Yeah. I know there was another one, but I can't remember what the hell it was now. Extremely drunk man had to try to have sex with a tailpipe. We've covered so many of those that that's not even really. Well, it's another one. Dude, why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We covered the whole Google Translate. uh, Really bringing the show down here. (laughs) Sharks love jazz, but are stumped by classical. Uh, Oh, there's another one here. This is one we could cover real quickly. Even though we said we were done. I'll cover it. This is from Springfield News. Ouija board argument prompted domestic violence, Springfield police say. An argument over a Ouija board caused a man to throw a DVD case at a woman's head, according to Springfield police. Police began their investigation on Wednesday at around 9.45 a.m. when the woman said that the father of her two children, my baby's daddy, started an argument after he found out that she allowed her brother to take a Ouija board. Uh, Yeah, take brother to take a Ouija board, according to Springfield police. During the argument, the man grabbed an empty DVD case and threw it at her, striking her on the chin and causing a minor cut and bruising her chin. Mm. Uh, No formal charges have been filed against the man, and he had not been arrested, according to police. He is also accused of throwing a phone against the wall and shattering the glass and taking the woman's car. The whole incident occurred while both of their small children were in the living room, blah, blah, blah. So the guy, I guess he got pissed off because somebody took a Ouija board from him. I don't know. (laughs) This is Rojan. Peace out from Detroit. I'm going to TGI Fridays. I'm going to hit Flavortown. Uh, this is Lobo from Connecticut. I've been gone a long time, so whatever. And you will be back again. Maybe. You will be gone, and you will be back again. Remember, you are God. Not you, per se, but... And not the God. You could be a God. Okay. If you were What's the, the God. difference? Well, if they were the God, and we said, if we prayed to that person, give us lots of money, then that person might enjoy That's not, dude, he's a, he's, it's God, not a fairy God parrot or a genie. So, God well, is God dead. is omnipotent, right? Dude, God is you're om- opening up a whole can of worms there. No, if but God I'm just is saying- omnipotent, then he knew when he made us that we were going to screw up, so he let it happen anyway. So that makes but- him a mean, nasty thing. So the listener that's out there that right now that you're telling them they are a god, then they're, or yeah. they are the god and not a god, whereas yeah. I'm saying they might be a god. Magog? Agog, Magog, Shag, Sathaw, I don't know. <laughs> All <laughs> of it. the above. All right, we're done. We're done because this is going on for <laughs> too long and I'm cooked. This segment right here is at 47 minutes now, so the show's going to be incredible. I'm not even going to edit this. We're done. All Peace right. out, folks. Peace. Bye-bye. Jesus. <laughs> Hey, God. No, this, actually, the son of, no, that was the other one. Yeah.